Hi, and welcome to Science is Funny. I'm your host, Private. I'm 11 years old and currently in the sixth grade. Joining me today is Skipper, who is old and grouchy. Hey, not funny, Private. Kind of funny, Skip. Hey, Skip, I know this sounds really stupid, but why do we eat? We eat so we can make poop out of our food. That's not funny, Skip. I'm serious. I know it's like, duh, but what does food do exactly? (laughs) I'm sorry, you're right. It's actually not a duh question at all. Many scientists work at figuring out what's in food and what our bodies do with it. And yeah, most people just take eating for granted. They just eat because their bodies tell them to eat, or it's just time to eat. We talked about communication last episode, so how does the body tell us to eat? Time for some research, I think. Hmm. I'm not sure how to Google that. Well, just type it into a Google search, and let's see what comes up. Okay, here goes. How does the body tell us to eat? Okay. Okay. Um, So what came up? A link to an article on the University of Michigan Health Library called Hunger, Fullness, and Appetite Signals. Cool. Sounds like a website we can trust. So let's read the article and come back. Okay. So what did you learn? I learned that hunger is a feeling that makes you want to eat. Duh, I knew that. I want to know how my body tells my brain that my stomach is empty. It's not like my stomach says, Hey brain, hello, there's nothing in me. How about some food? (laughs) Nope, it doesn't do that. It communicates in a totally different manner. But keep going, we'll come back to that in a minute. Okay, the article also said there's a bunch of stuff that makes us feel hungry. Like what? Well, a part of the brain called the hypothalamus, whatever that thing is, has something to do with it. And then there's how much of a sugar called glucose is in our blood. And then there's how empty the stomach is. And there's stuff called hormones. I have no idea what hormones are. (laughs) Great. That's the part I was hoping you would get to. Hormones are one of the ways that parts of the body communicate with other parts. How do they do that? Well, they're chemicals that are put into the blood by one part of the body, and then they cause another part of the body to do something. So what else did the article say? It said that we feel full when nerves in the stomach in those hormone thingies tell the brain that you have food in your stomach and the amount of the glucose sugar in the blood is starting to go up. So why do people keep on eating then? Private, everyone is a little different. And some people, like you, are really different. Hmm, not funny, Private. I think people who are different are more interesting than boring old regular people. It's a little funny, Skip. And I guess you're not boring, but you sure are old. Hmm. Seriously, though, the article said appetite is a desire for food. Ooh, I desire you, my little cupcake. Great. Now I want cupcakes. We want food usually after seeing, smelling, or thinking about food. And even after we feel full, our appetite can make us keep eating, but can also stop us from eating even though we're still hungry. How's that? Like when we feel sick or are stressed out over something. Like maybe a math test? Well, Private, that's pretty good research. Thanks, Skip, but why do we have nerves if hormones can tell the body what to do? Wow, you sure do think a lot. The reason we have nerves is that nerves are quick-acting, where our hormones act over a long period of time. Huh? Like the hormones say, quick, run away from that bear, and the muscles start to run like five minutes later. Oh, and then the bear gets to eat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, something like that. So we use nerves to make the muscles work right away, or to get images from our eyes or sounds from our ears without waiting. Hormones work over long periods of time, sometimes months. What? Months? 
What needs to happen over months? There are plenty of things. How about growing bigger for starters? Growth takes place over 18 to 20 years, all because of a hormone called the growth hormone. I guess. What else? Well, there are many materials in the blood that we have to keep at certain levels, and hormones help to keep them at those correct levels. Like what? Well, like calcium. We need that for growth that we mentioned earlier, and the glucose sugar you just talked about. Glucose is so important to us that it must be kept at a constant level in the blood. It's so important that there are actually two hormones that keep it at a constant level. Two hormones? How does that work? Well, if there's not enough glucose in the blood, the hormone glucagon makes the amount of glucose in the blood go up by releasing some from the liver. And the hormone insulin is made if the amount of glucose in the blood is too high. It makes the level go down by making our cells take it up inside them. Hey, I've heard of insulin. Doesn't that have something to do with diabetes? It sure does. If our body can't make enough insulin, then the glucose builds up in the blood and can't get into our cells. So the cells without glucose can't make the energy molecules our bodies need to do stuff. Those hormone thingies are pretty cool. Skip, I like to watch a TV show called Phantom Gourmet, where a guy goes out to different restaurants and tries different food. There sure are a lot of different things people like to eat, and why so many things? I mean, I like lots of different food, but... I don't like tomatoes and shrimp. My family is mostly vegetarian, but we do eat seafood. And you seem to eat anything. Hey, hey, I don't like liver. Wow, something you won't eat? And, like, who does like liver anyway? And, like, even why is that a food? Skip, (laughs) what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Well, I do like to try different local food when I travel. But when you're in a different country, the food isn't weird or strange to them. It's just strange to us because we don't have that food here. So? Well, I did eat a guinea pig when I was hiking in the Andes Mountains of Peru. A guinea pig? But they're so cute. Skip, that's gross. Why? I was hungry, and we hadn't eaten all day. And we came upon a small house that was being used as a restaurant. The menu was written in Spanish, and I don't speak or read Spanish. The waitress didn't understand English, so I just pointed to the most expensive item. I thought if it was most expensive, it should be pretty good. I hate to ask, but was it? I hate to say it, but... Yeah, it was really good. The guys with me laughed when they saw what it was, but I made them try it too. What other weird things have you eaten? Over the years, um, I've tried snake, fern root, elk, ostrich, frogs, and when I was in Finland, I had reindeer. Not Rudolph, of course. Yuck, and I thought tomatoes were bad. Private, they were all very good, and there's probably a lot of other strange food that I ate that I can't remember now. Because I'm old. Still gross. But what does our body do with the stuff we eat? I told you. It makes poop out of it. Skip. Get serious. I really want to know. Private, I am being serious. Sure, that's not why we eat. But it is what happens to the food that we do eat. See, foods are like batteries. Batteries? Seriously? Why do I listen to you? Because I'm a weird, interesting old person. And yes, I'm serious. Batteries. See? Batteries store up energy, and so does food. Where's the energy in food? Just like a battery, the energy in the bonds that hold the molecules together in food and in batteries. To get the energy out of the food, we have to first break the food down into simpler molecules. 
It's kind of like breaking a Lego model down into the bricks and other Lego parts that made it. See, food is also made up of complex parts, and our stomach and intestines have chemicals to break the complex parts down into simpler parts. Then what happens? Usually, those smaller parts go into the blood and are carried to the muscles, brain, and other organs, where the smaller parts are broken down to get the energy out. Yeah. So where does poop come from then? Well, see, we don't have all the chemicals we need to break every kind of food down, like some plant parts. So they go all the way through our intestines without being put into the blood, and it's those things that eventually become poop. It's just the stuff we can't use. Why is it so gross and smelly then? Yuck. Well, we have lots of very tiny living things that live inside our intestines, and they can break some of those molecules down that we can't because they do have the chemicals to do it. So we end up feeding it to them. Living things that are inside us that eat poop, double yuck, disgusting. It's not poop when they eat it. It's food to them, and every large living thing has smaller living things living inside them. You remember symbiosis? Yeah, yeah. Still gross. Let's move on. Well, now I'm hungry. Let's eat. Now I'm not hungry. I just want to throw up. Funny, Private. Very funny. Seriously, let's have some insects. I've heard they are loaded with protein, or some jellied eels. Your mother tried some when she was on a conference, or. Well, that's our podcast for this week. Come back next time for another episode of Science is Fun E. Oh, and don't forget to visit our website at www.scienceisfune.com or listen on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, or just search for Science is Fun E in the podcast section of your favorite podcast app. To suggest possible topics for upcoming episodes, email topics at scienceisfunee.com. And remember, you could win a Science is Fun E t-shirt if you send in a suggestion and we use it in an episode. You can email me at private at scienceisfune.com or skipper at scienceisfune.com. I'm private, aka Avery, hoping you have a great week. TTFN.